Welcome to Concept to Cover, a Jenkins Group podcast. This week, we're joined in conversation with Jennifer Dolce, account manager at Pathway Book Service. Jennifer has been assisting self-published authors successfully and helping them put their titles into trade distributions since she first started working with Pathway in 2018. Welcome, Jennifer. Thank you, Leah. Thanks for having me. Tell us a little bit about Pathway. I see the company is turning 45 this year, and that's a rare longevity for a company these days. What does Pathway do? So Pathway specializes in distribution and fulfillment of books. It originally started as a small family-owned business in a tiny little town in the southwest corner of New Hampshire. And they started with publishing some artist books, some local artists and authors who really needed a way to get books into bookstores. So we get your titles essentially where they need to be so that you know, your prospective readers can get their hands on them. Gotcha. Okay. So I think a lot of people, especially people who work through Jenkins Group and then end up coming to you, everybody has gone to a bookstore and they see the books on the shelf. They have no idea how that book got there and what the process is to get it there. So you are absolutely integral in making that happen. So can you tell us a little bit about that process? Sure, sure, sure. So it really just depends, you know, exactly where you want your books to be. But most people do want them available in their local bookstores. And then they also want to see it on the shelves of Barnes & Noble, other brick-and-mortar storefront, whether it be a gift shop or Hudson News. They want to see their books there. And it's just not as simple as you would think because the book world and the book business is run by, you know, a major wholesaler, and that's called Ingram Wholesale Content Group. And in order for your books to be on the shelves of bookstores, it really needs to be carried by Ingram Wholesale Content Group. And Ingram, unfortunately, does not want to deal with small publishers or self-published authors, they really require that your book be carried or distributed by a book vendor or a major book distributor. And that would be somebody like Pathway Book Service. And that is really the key to getting your books on the shelf of bookstores is to be listed with Ingram. And the only way to do that, as I said, is to be with a book vendor. Right. And so Ingram kind of controls the retail market space. Do you have any idea how that happened or how did they get in the middle there? Yeah, that's a really good question. I would say it's difficult to say in the book business, but it seems like Ingram has managed to gain a lot of power and clout in the book business. It has come to the point where everybody wants to source books from Ingram, including Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, Bookshop.org, Hudson News, who I believe is also sort of started to break away a bit and creating their own channels of sourcing books and not having to go through Ingram. But really, they're the major wholesaler and supplier to all independent bookshops. So they have a pretty good gig here. And it's one of those things where if you want to be in the retail market space, you have to be distributed. You have to go to Ingram. And likewise, then you also have to be distributed. So it's a catch-22. You can't get this without that. Correct. That's correct. And what's happening more and more is just this game of how do I get my book and Ingram and Ingram is actually now referring distributors like 
Pathway Book Service to these, you know, smaller publishers who call them and Ingram says, no, you really need somebody like Pathway. And it doesn't obviously have to be Pathway Book Service, but, you know, we we love to be of service to you. And why is it that they don't want to deal with those small independents? Because that's one of the main reasons why Jenkins Group really enjoys working with Pathway is that you help our clients when they are small independent publishers. What What is it that they don't like about that? I think it's the notion of, and I would use the analogy of even a bookstore buyer, it's the notion of they really want everything to be consolidated. So they want to deal with uh, orders in bulk and invoicing in bulk and payments in bulk rather than having to deal with thousands of, I guess, smaller self-published authors, individuals, or smaller publishing companies who don't have a large enough catalog to give them the type of business they need. And I like to use the analogy, even at bookstore, buyers tend to want to only order from Ingram. The analogy of a grocery store, if you went into a grocery store and went, you know, an aisle, you'd see hundreds, if not thousands of brands. If that grocery store buyer had to place an order for every single brand, they're reaping hundreds of orders every day, if not every other day. And so bookstore buyers, much like Ingram, want to just place one order in one place and consolidate everything. That's where a book distributor is carrying hundreds, if not thousands of titles for one single purchase order. And the same with a bookstore buyer, rather than buy, you know, direct direct from a pathway book service, they would prefer to go to Ingram because it's virtually a one-stop shop. They can get all of their titles in one place. It's one purchase order to send. Then it's one invoice that they get for payment and it's one check they have to send out in their accounting department. So it just simplifies everything. That makes a lot of sense. And that's really the service you provide to those small independent publishers is you are bigger than just one because you have a lot of titles and they can deal directly with you where everything's simplified. Is that right? Correct. Some of our, you know, authors, we call them publishers here with Pathway. So, you know, forgive the confusion, if any, but it allows our publishers to broker deals with direct accounts where we can create special terms of sale. Whereas when you're in trade distribution, you you have to basically follow the terms and guidelines that bigger players like Ingram or Amazon want to buy your books. Okay. That makes good sense. What books slash publishers are good candidates for distribution and and how do you make that determination? So Pathway Book Service is a little bit different than some of the other bigger distributors out there that offer the sales and marketing team. We don't offer that. We're strictly distribution and fulfillment and how to market or position yourselves for the best book launch and book sales. However, we're not responsible for the sales and marketing. So we're not necessarily vetting you out based on the sellability or marketability of your book. But I would say in general, if we had to say what makes one book better than another, or how do you decide what goes into distribution would really be, is your book something that's going to sell in a bookstore? Or are you really going to be much more well-received at the consumer level to buy strictly on Amazon.com, which we know is the largest platform to sell books directly to consumers? Some books like textbooks or instructional guidelines might not sell, you know, like hotcakes, as we say, in a local independent bookshop. They may sell very well in a chain book bookshop like Barnes and Noble, but local independent bookshops that are curating their selection based on their demographic, based on the audience they know they're serving, uh, certain titles just aren't appropriate for bookstore shelves. 
Got it. I see. I think that's really interesting. So when a person comes to you and says, I think I'd like to have you distribute my book, what's the process that you go through internally to get that book into your warehouse? And then what happens from there? So essentially it starts with I mean, just to answer the question of how we get the books into our warehouse, it really starts with obviously signing the publisher, receiving their titles, metadata, the timeline of when books are going to be printed and then shipped into Pathways Warehouse. But we need to get that title metadata into the databases of the various distribution channels, such as Ingram, such as Amazon. It takes time to get the metadata populated into those database systems so that then that title's ISBN number is coded to Pathway Book Service so those wholesale entities can then send purchase orders to Pathway Book Service. So when their systems see demand for your ISBN number or your title or your author name, it registers as, oh, this order needs to go to Pathway Book Service. That takes time for those systems to populate and for us to receive purchase orders. All the while, we are instructing the author slash publisher to make sure their books get into our warehouse so they have them in time for your pub date, which for really, in our purposes, is your release date or your launch date. Gotcha. And so backing up a little bit, what is metadata? Metadata is pretty much the bibliographic information of your title. It is all the core attributes that are necessary for any system to recognize your ISBN number as the title with the author, with the list price, with the book description. And it's really everything that you would want your book buyer as well as your consumer to know about your book so that they could purchase it. I see. And so Amazon is another major component of your work. How do you help clients navigate Amazon? Well, <laughs> to understand the ins and outs and the many intricacies of how Amazon works, particularly at the vendor level, which is really different than the third-party seller, what's called Amazon Seller Central level. Most people who come to us and want Amazon are only familiar being a consumer to Amazon. And so they don't quite understand what it means to work on the back end of Amazon. So we help teach them about, you know, how that works. And unfortunately, the restrictions that we have based on, you know, the customer support they provide. And the saddest thing about Amazon is despite them being one of the largest, what they have billions in cloud-based web services, they cannot seem to get their back end system their IT department to get their interface together is <laughs> a mess constantly and they're running into problems, they're updating things, and they continue to struggle to get things right because their backend system is not coordinated to meet the level at which, the complexity at which they're selling goods on their e-commerce site. That sounds very familiar. People always uh, are very confused and frustrated when we're helping them with Amazon. Why isn't this working? Why can't we just call customer service? There's got to be someone we can talk to. And really, unfortunately, there isn't. And then it also feels like the day we figure it out, the day we figure this process out is the day that they change the process. So one day we know exactly how to navigate the system and we know exactly what we're doing. And then the next day they go ahead and change everything without really telling you that they're changing it. And you're back to zero again and you're you're learning this system all over. So it's very frustrating as a person who helps people navigate Amazon and you know trying to provide good client service to them while sitting here saying 
I don't know. I know you hired me for my expertise, but unfortunately, Amazon just goes and changes the rules of the game and they don't care because they don't have to care. And so that's very frustrating. From my perspective, I'm sure it's frustrating from yours too, because you just kind of have to throw up your hands and say, I'm going to keep trying. We'll figure it out, but it may take more time than what we anticipated. Yeah. I mean, I agree with you 100,000%. It's incredibly frustrating we actually have, you know, somebody on staff that gets paid full time to essentially just deal with Amazon, putting up cases, putting out fires. But they really make us and you, like you're saying, Leah, look like we're not doing a good job when it has really nothing to do with us. And, you know, our hands are tied and we're at the mercy of this entity that we deal with. And they're over 50% of our business. So we want to continue to do whatever it takes to work with them. And we will. But it is true that it is entirely what I like to say robot driven. And the human interface that you do have is their customer support team. And this team is not really well educated on how Amazon works. They're given a guidebook. They're also paid to close cases. So they get paid whenever they close a case. And so they're happy to tell you that they've fixed a problem, close a case and get paid when actually they've never really fixed the problem at all. And then, of course, it looks like we didn't do what we were supposed to do and couldn't be further from the truth. Yeah. Amazon is probably one of the most frustrating aspects of our business, just for all those reasons that you just listed. You know, one of the things that people don't realize when they work in retail, in the retail market space and distribution is that books get returned. Can you talk a little bit about returns and and how that impacts a publisher? Yeah. So returns are something that nobody likes um, on this end of the business. I mean, it, it pretty much hurts the distributor and it certainly hurts the publisher or author more than anything else. It was basically a policy that was enacted in the Great Depression, which was awesome at that time because it really ensured that bookstores didn't go out of business and books didn't become obsolete. And that was wonderful in the Great Depression, but it's not really a necessary component or is it helping the writer or the author or the publisher anymore? It's really serving the independent bookshops and the wholesalers like Ingram and, you know, the consumer giants like Amazon. And because it's an industry standard, it is a policy that everybody has to follow and everybody expects to have book be able to have a book returned. And it does influence, you know, and hurt the publisher because as a distributor for Pathway, we say taking in a return is actually more work for us than fulfilling an outgoing order. And that is because the entities that return books often don't care. They just throw them in a box. They often don't even put in an invoice or a packing slip and, you know, they ship them as they wish. Sometimes it's one book at a time. Sometimes it's 10 books at a time and they just continue to come in constantly. And so it's a lot more work for us. We have to unpack the box. We have to fully assess a title to make sure it's in good enough shape to put back into inventory. We have to credit invoice or memo. And then we have to follow that, you know, back office accounting to make sure all of that gets applied correctly. Then we have to slot the the title back into our warehouse so that it's ready to be picked and packed again for reorder. So it's quite a bit of work and it comes at a price. Right. And it's quite a bit of work. And the question is, do you even get to some of that work? Because like you said, 
They will pack that book up however they want to. And if it means taking a three-point shot at that box from 20 meters out, that book is all damaged. The corners are bent. Everything looks terrible. And, you know, no packing material. And they tape that box up and send it to you. The likely case is that when you open up that box, those books are absolutely unsellable. And that's the heartbreak, really, because of all the time and money that went into getting it there. And now you have to get it and spend more time and money to sort through it and figure out, can it go back or does it just have to go into the trash? Exactly. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what we deal with on a daily basis. And especially, I would call Amazon out. They're the absolute worst because, like you said earlier, they really just don't care because they don't have to care. And it's sad, but the truth is, is that our job is to fully assess a book and determine whether it's resellable or not. Because we also know if we sent a book to Ingram or we sent a book to Amazon with a bent corner, they would return it to us because it wasn't sellable to them. But we have to issue a credit memo. I mean, our particular vendor style account with Amazon is confinement-based. We chose that a long time ago, and that was actually to protect our smaller publishers, whereas Ingram pays to the invoice. So when they buy books, they're sold. But when Ingram returns a book, it means then we have to give them credit back for the books that they've bought. And the incredibly unfair practice in regards to that with Ingram is that Ingram will buy books, but then not pay for those books for 120 to 160 days. Wow. But as soon as it's time for them to make remittance on that open invoice, they will actually start returning books and they will take the credit against the remittance owed on those return books. And so it really shorts the publisher through and through in that regard, at least with Amazon, because it's consignment based when they return books. Yes, every publisher has to pay the returns fulfillment fee, but we don't have to give Amazon any money back. Oh, I see. Okay, that's really interesting. As a publisher, can you say no returns? And and would that indicate, you know, you never get a return book back and they just throw them away there? Or how, how would that work? Is that something that's possible? So it's not possible with the major players and, you know, in trade distribution or with Amazon. They require returns be part of the agreement and selling books with them. If you wanted to broker any direct deals with a, you know, independent bookstore or any entity where, you know, you've created your own personal relationship and personal account that's outside of trade terms, then yes, you can absolutely create terms that say no returns. But the truth is, is most people will be dissuaded from purchasing your book if they can't return it. I see. Okay. You have to create a pretty sweet deal for most bookstores to do a no return policy, which means give them a pretty steep discount and offer free shipping, and then they might be willing to keep your book. I understand. So what is something that you wish your clients or prospects understood better about what you do? I mean, I'd say because we don't offer the sales and marketing, we would love nothing more than for our authors slash publishers to understand the business of selling books more. Since we're not in the business of selling, our particular you know, style is strictly distribution and fulfillment. We try to empower our authors and publishers with as much knowledge about the book business as possible. They've just written a book. And so if they want that book that they've spent so, so much time and passion writing to sell. 
So we would like for them to learn and understand a little bit more about what it takes to market and sell a book, but also what it means to put your books into distribution. I would say one point that, you know, constantly comes up is we'll get a phone call saying Ingram's out of books or Amazon is out of books. Why didn't you just send them more when they were low on their inventory? And our answer would be twofold. One is that as much as we would love to send books to anyone when they're low, that's not how it works in the book business. All entities must send a purchase order to Pathway Book Service first in order for us to fulfill an order. We can't just send books. They wouldn't accept them. So we would love for our authors and publishers to understand that. And the second, the the twofold answer, the second part of that is also that it's important for you to be checking your reports. We're a 100% transparent company, and we want you to be looking at, you know, the movement of your books. So you could take a look at what purchase orders you've received in any given week, how many books went to, let's say, Amazon or Ingram. And if you were doing marketing and sales on your own, you would say, wow, it doesn't really look like they've taken on enough books for what I'm projecting for my sales. Then we would want you to pick up the phone and speak with me and say, hey, Jennifer, I don't think there's been enough books ordered. What can we do about it? We can have a conversation. I mean, it's a complex answer to what we can do about it, but there are things that can be done. It is an important piece that we want our authors and publishers to know when they're signing into agreement with us. Well, that's great. That's really good to know that, you know, as a publisher is doing a launch, perhaps, or if they've gotten some new marketing materials handled and they're going to be out there talking and speaking and they're really going to do a big push, they can come to you and say, okay, this is what I'm doing. This is the projection I think is going to happen. And I'd like to figure out how we can make sure that these orders are going to be fulfilled. Exactly. Exactly. And I mean, and and to your point is just that one piece that most people come to us with is they think just because they've written a book and because we've listed it into the databases for distribution, it means their book is just going to sell. And that couldn't be further from the truth. So they have to create the demand. They have to generate customer demand so that our book buyers see that and that purchase orders start to reflect those numbers so the book sells. Absolutely. And, you know, it's kind of a... we will absolutely be the liaison for that. Right. And, you know, one thing to your point is I have my authors all the time at every point in the book production process. Once we're done with ghostwriting, they say, wow, I'm so glad we're done. That was so hard. And then we, I say, well, now we've got to produce the book. And then they say, oh my gosh, I'm so glad we're done. That was so hard. And I say, no, now we've got to print it. And then we've got to ship it. And then you've got to sell it. And so at each point along the way, they keep thinking, oh, the hard part's done. The hard part's done. Nope, there's there's a lot of hard parts and you just have to keep going and you have to keep learning. But you're exactly right that that it is a process and it's it's a very complex animal to begin to understand and learn when I think so many people have this idea of the book business in their head and the complexity and the depth and the detail of it never really matches up with what anyone actually thinks it is. So that's that's always been interesting to me is what people think happens and what really happens. 
And what really happens. Yeah, I mean, I make sure to spend a lot of time with every single prospective author slash publisher that wants to sign into agreement with us to make sure that I'm educating them about all these different facets of the book business. And I think that it's a little bit overwhelming, especially, you know, what I like to say is artists aren't the best at selling their own product because they're, you know, they're too busy being an artist, which is wonderful and completely understandable. But the truth is, is that there is a, a lot that needs to be understood in order for you to really be empowered to not relying on your books to sell by a nature of being listed in databases. Right. And that's the other thing that we'll tell clients, too, is that even major publishers, you know, even Hillary Clinton's book or, you know, Barack Obama's book, when he stops promoting that book, it stops selling in general. You know, they may get a few sales here or there, but unless you're actively promoting a book, it is not going to sell. And that's always surprising to to new authors because they think, oh, like you said, you know, I just made a book and everyone should go buy it. And they're somehow shocked when people don't just go buy it. And so, you know, we we kind of have to remind them that even the big guys, even the biggest of the big, their books do not just fly off the shelves if, if they're not out there actively promoting it. Yes, I would 100% agree with that. And, you know, to that point, Leah, I think it would be valuable to just spend a little bit of time about just that timeline of what it means to promote and put your book on pre-order. I think the number one biggest misconception that a lot of authors have is they're so excited that they've written their book and the book's gone to print that they need to get it out for sale right away. And what I've come to learn from my Ingram buyer, who I actually have a wonderful relationship with, he's educated me a lot about the book business, is that what we like to say, the big five publishers, they actually put their titles on pre-order nine months before their release date. Now, I know that, you know, most authors come to us, they're not trying to be the big five, and that we can use that nine-month example and scale it down. But the truth is, is to put your title on pre-order for as many months as you can in advance gives you all the time you need to finish the print job at the print, spend as much as you can submitting your title for reviews, marketing your book, driving pre-order traffic to the various places where your title is listed to buy the book. All of these things are well worth investing your time into creating the best book launch. Because the other thing my book buyer will say at Ingram is no book ever sells more copies than it does within the first three to six months that it's been released into the market. And so if you don't get off with a big bang or a great launch, then the chances of you resurrecting your title and catching it by the tail end are pretty low. And so we want to help authors to understand that they should take as much time as possible to put their title up into the databases available for pre-order and spend all that time marketing creating buzz and publicity to drive traffic to their book. That's really interesting. That's very helpful information. It's it's not something that I ever understood or knew. And I recently had a client who said, you know, I'd like to get my book up on pre-order. And I was thinking, oh my gosh, it, it hasn't even gone to press yet. It, this feels way too early for that. I didn't say anything. And um, I'm glad I didn't because now I know that uh, she's exactly right and I was exactly wrong. And that's why you are there to help make their dreams reality. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we love the nine-month model, 
it would be great. But it's important that if you do put your book up into the databases nine months in advance, that you spend those nine months, you know, moving and and creating demand and driving pre-orders to buy the book. But it's true that the big five publishers will quite literally put a title out there before it's even gone to press. That nine months is a long enough window that they're certain that by the time that, you know, window starts to close, that book is going to be locked and loaded and ready to go. And so, as I said, because we're dealing, you know, on a smaller scale than the big five, we can narrow that window down, but as an exemplary way of of how to really bring books to market. Okay. Well, thank you so much. And is there anything else I missed or any critical information that you think book publishers need to have? I mean, I think we pretty much covered the, the nuts and bolts of it. I don't think so. I mean... Yeah, I feel like we covered a lot. I think we did too. Well, thank you so much, Jennifer, for illuminating this very murky world that is the book publishing business and and how people can get their books into bookstores. I think it's uh, really helpful for our clients to better understand this process. So thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Concept to Cover. Oh, you're very welcome. Thanks for having me. And, And I look forward to continued partnership with Jenkins. All right. Well, you have a good day. Thank you. You as well. Yeah. Take care. Bye bye. 